Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. In today's episode of the Having It All podcast, I'm talking about a therapy session I attended last week. It definitely gets real. Welcome to the Having It All podcast, the show about what it takes to live an abundant, loving life. My name is Matthew Bivens, and each week I'm helping you get out of your head so that you can truly have it all. Let's do it. I am so damn excited for today's show. And if you are a a repeat listener, if you listen to any of the episodes before, then you're probably wondering why this one sounds a little bit different. And the reason it sounds different is because today's episode is the kickoff to season two of the Having It All podcast. Yes, I know I'm like 50-something episodes into this show and we're just now doing season two, but I wanted to call this a new season because I am bringing some big changes to the show and I wanted to signify that and really put the stamp on it by calling this season two. And it's my show, so I can do whatever the hell I want to do with it. (laughs) So what can you expect on season two? Well, um, I've got new music. Um, I've been really inspired by some of my favorite podcasts out there, and uh, one of them actually that that inspired this idea was a podcast called Myths and Legends. Um, one thing you'll learn about me is I'm I'm a, I'm a big dork. I love sci-fi. I love um, science things. I love uh, ancient history and and myths and urban legends and all that stuff. So I actually don't listen to a lot of quote unquote self-help or personal development podcasts. Um, I read a lot of those books and I engage in hours and hours of those conversations um, elsewhere. But when I'm when I'm in my I'm a podcast zone, when I've got my headphones on, I'm listening to things like Stuff You Should Know and Myths and Legends. And I love Freakonomics. You know, I, I like some of those uh, some of those things. So anyway, I'm going off on a tangent. Um, what was I talking about? I was talking about the new things on season two, new music. So you're going to see hear new music on the show throughout each episode and I will shout out you know the creator of the music at the end of the episode and I'll put links to where you can check out their stuff in the show notes. Um, another new thing that you can expect now is new production. Um, I'm, I'm actually producing this show 100% on my own now. Um, I did the first 50 plus episodes with a partner, my partner Jim, and I've talked a lot about Jim and uh, I mentioned in a previous episode that he and I decided to part ways uh, totally amicably and so now I am producing this show myself, and uh, that means I'm doing all the editing, and I really have the, the creative 
reins on this sucker. And so I'm taking it to some interesting, fun new places. And the third thing that you're going to notice new on the show are new segments. Um, I've added a two new segments that'll be on each episode. And I think they're incredibly important with the overall theme of this show and really the message and what I want people to get out of it. And that's, you know, what it looks like to have it all in life. And remember, all is an acronym. A-L-L is Abundant Loving Life. So it's not about having anything. It's really about that experience. But what does it take? And I think two things that it takes. First of all, it takes massive action. In order to, to live a life where you feel on fire, you feel fulfilled, you feel joyful and peaceful, and you're just, it, you, it's fucking it, right? Like, it's the thing that you dreamed of and envisioned. It takes massive action. So I'm adding a segment in each episode that's called Move. Move. Because it's movement that's going to get you from where you are to where you want to be. So you can expect a, a segment on each episode called Move, and there's going to be really specific action items, things that you can really take away from and, and sink your teeth into on each episode for you to go do. And so that's, that's one of the new segments. The second new segment is Gratitude. It's gratitude. Gratitude is so damn important. I think that it is essential to living and experiencing life as full of abundance and love, especially that abundance piece, man. It's like we have so much. <laughs> we do. If, 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 you, if you have an internet connection and you're able to listen to my voice right now, if you are wearing headphones or are driving in a car or are listening to us on the computer speakers, if you possess any of those things, or if you even fucking have access to any of those things, you are on such a, a, a you are so wealthy in terms of the, the world, the earth, the people on the earth. It's insane. But it's something that we absolutely take for granted. You know, I, I, I'm recording this from Atlanta, Georgia in the United States. Uh, I live in, you know, middle-class life, and if you just look at the things that I have access to, the opportunities, the resources, the things I possess, I mean, I'm fucking wealthy when it comes to the world standard, and I know a lot of you are as well. So at the end of each episode, I'm going to share what I personally am grateful for, and uh, it'll be something that I'm hoping the intention is it just gets you thinking about what you're grateful for, and, and perhaps you go and express that in your own way. So that's what you're going to see, those two new segments, Move and Gratitude. Now, with all the changes in the show, there are things that I'm keeping the same. And that's really the rules of the show. And so, you know, when I set out to, to create this show, I had a couple of rules in mind that I wanted to make sure that each episode, each time I hit record, I am following these rules. And that's really the, you know, part of the, the groundwork for me, um, just doing this in the first place. And the first rule is that whenever I hit record, I have to be raw, unfiltered, authentic, and bold. I have to fucking bring it. Because to have it all in life, to have an abundant, loving life, is not easy. It, it, it requires, in my experience, and everything I'm talking about on this show, if you're a new listener, this is my experience, right? I have been insanely intentional about my personal development, about 
experiencing balance, about choosing love, about moving, getting into action. I've been insanely intentional about those things. So when I'm speaking, I'm speaking from my own experience, and I'm speaking partly from the the coaches and the mentors that I've surrounded myself with and, and, and passing along some of that wisdom to you. So when it comes to being authentic and bold, that's me just bringing it, sharing the breakdowns that I experience, sharing the breakthroughs, sharing the, the, the things that have scared me absolutely shitless, but I still went through them. And also owning that I'm still on this journey, right? Like, I, I don't have it. I don't know it. What I, what I will always say is that I understand. I understand today. Like, this, you know, my experience and the things that I'm sharing is what I understand at this point in time. I might understand a new tomorrow. I will not claim that I know these things. I'm not saying this is a fact. This is something that will never change because I found that with myself, on my journey, constantly pushing myself, constantly stepping into fears, I am constantly evolving. I'm constantly understanding myself anew. So that's that first rule. Be raw, unfiltered, authentic, and bold. The second rule is to provide value. I want to make sure that I'm actually giving you something to walk away with on each episode. And it's not simply me hitting record so that I can just talk. It's like to hear myself talk or to stroke my ego that I have a podcast that people listen to. That, I, I, that's, if, if, if I'm doing that, if it comes across that way, please fucking tell me. That's not the show that I want to create. And I don't want to waste your time by just talking in your ear and not actually giving you something of substance. So the second rule is that the show has to be valuable. And the third rule is that I need to be creative and have fun, right? Like when I'm having fun at something, it, I, you know, I, I put all of myself into it. And so those three rules, I'm, that's what I set out to do in the beginning of this show. And I'm keeping that in mind in season two with all these new episodes. And so... Now, before I get into the meat of this episode, because there is some juicy stuff that I just can't wait to share, uh, I, I do want to revisit m- the section called Move. And, you know, I actually don't have a great title for it yet. I'm calling it Move because that's what, you know, when I'm talking to people and they're caught up in their head and caught up in their shit, or myself, when I'm caught up in it, I say, Move. Move. Right now, you're thinking, right now, you're processing. Right now, you're justifying and rationalizing and defending. Move, and stuff will shift. So that's what I'm calling it right now, move, but I might have a different different uh, sort of title for that section later. But anyway, what I, what I really want to get across about this is that in my experience, things don't change in life without your active participation. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And if you're listening to this show, if you're interested in shows like mine and, and other podcasts or books or whatever out there that's helping you to uh, achieve a greater version of yourself or transform whatever, it, however you want to describe it, then you aren't looking for like the the tiny shifts, right? Like who, who cares about that stuff? Who, I mean, if, if you want to, nobody wants to just add an ounce more courage or experience an ounce more love, right? You want a whole fucking ocean's worth of those things. Like you, you want to shift from feeling scarce about love and scarce about money and scarce about relationships to feeling insanely abundant. You want big shifts in your life. And in my experience, the only way to get those big shifts is to move, is to get into action. And now sometimes movement means saying no. Movement means slowing down. Movement means doing less. But it's this idea of being intentional, being proactive, taking it upon yourself, doing something that makes you feel uncomfortable, doing something that requires courage and requires guts that's what i'm talking about so i'm i'm super excited to share that segment with you all and really to get into the movement but then also to hear from you all what your experience is that's been huge for me season one was so cool when i would get emails from people and just be able to hear their stories and a lot of the questions i would ask because i answer every single email and so if you're listening and you got it and you, you shot me an email, you should definitely have heard back from me. If, if you haven't, email me again. Freaking hunt me down online because I make it a point to email, to respond to every single email. And if, if you did get a response from me, you will most likely have, have seen me ask you the question, what is the one thing that scares you shitless that you know if you do it, it's going to move you closer to the place you want to be, the person you want to be, the feeling you want to have. Because, man, it's that movement. It's that movement. So that's all I wanted to say about that. And uh, on that note, I think it's time to jump into today's episode, which is, you know, it's, it's a topic that is very relevant for me right now. Um, I had a therapy session this past week. So what's today? Today's Friday. And on Tuesday... I had the second ever therapy session that I've had in my life. And I want to give you guys some background on it because um, that will help to, to shine some light on why that's significant. About six months ago, a big fight happened in my family. My father and my youngest sister got into a physical fight. They went down. And that's the first time anything like that has really happened in the family. Um, so it, 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 it stirred up some shit. Right. And uh, there's been a lot of breakdown from this experience, a lot of breakthroughs in this experience, uh, a lot of just stuff that had been bubbling under the surface for years got brought up 
and it got messy and it got personal and it got emotional. And this was six months ago. And so until really three days ago, my father and my sisters hadn't spoken. And that's really unprecedented in my family for folks to go long periods of time without speaking. Um, a couple of weeks, perhaps, but not six months. So there was a fight. There was a lot of, of shit that got stirred up. Um, no communication for six months. Breakdowns all over the place happened between myself and my sisters, my sisters and my dad, myself and my mother. I mean, all sorts of shit was going down. And I had a, a profound realization after just witnessing some of these attempts at communication between the family that we were not at this moment where each of us were, we were not going to move things forward. Despite us having the desire to move things forward, you know, we all had an end result in mind. We did not know how to get there in a powerful way. And so um, what I wanted to do was bring in a therapist to sit in on a conference phone call that included myself, my father, my two sisters, and have them basically act as a, as a mediator, as a third party, and to help us create empowering communication. Not even empowering, just fucking effective communication. Just to be able to express ourselves and do it in a way that the conversation actually moved forward as opposed to ended in name-calling via text or hanging up or just not going anywhere because that had been the case in previous attempts. So that's what went down a few days ago. Um, it was it was fascinating, and you know, I want to get into the experience a little bit, but uh, I, I want to talk real quick about the impact that I was seeing with myself and with my family members, um, the impact of the extreme communication breakdown that we were experiencing. And so the first thing that was that I noticed what was happening with this communication breakdown was that there was like zero trust amongst people, right? The trust was so low that any type of idea or suggestion, any conversation broke down and anything potentially constructive never hit its designated target. It never resonated. It never incepted. The other impact from, or another impact from this communication breakdown was that there was a, an insanely high degree of tension when people were around one another. This could be, you know, we had Thanksgiving was just a couple of, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, and my sisters and I were all in the same room, and that shit was tense. It was tense between myself and my and my sister. Like there was, we were experiencing the the impact of having not had powerful, effective, kind conversations in a while, right? Like the dinner fucking sucked. I, my heart was beating most of the time. I was sweating and like all this stuff. And that's my sister. I mean, that's a family member. So, you know, I'm, I'm judging my my reaction, but it was because of all the communication breakdowns, man. It just, it, it wasn't flowing. So the tension was was high and I was taking things personally. I was taking things personally and so was she. So just just the inability to separate what was being said versus from who was saying it is something that I that I've I've witnessed happen as as a result of this communication breakdown. And here's an example because that may not make a lot of sense, but here's an example. Um, my wife and I have a have a, a, a daughter, three months old, and um, I'm 
I'm biracial. My mom's white. My dad's black. And my wife is white. So my daughter is three quarters white, one quarter black. Yeah. And so uh, there's a lot of my, my sisters and I have this sort of relationship where we we are. I mean, we, we can like fuck with each other. You know, we can make jokes and and when when the when the trust is high and when when we're both when we're all vibing with each other, some of the things that we say, I mean, if if y'all heard it, you'd be like, damn, this is a, you know, they're they're like cutting deep, but it's just jokes between family members. And I'm sure you you all listening have some of these these types of conversations with your family. Like it, it's just banter. It's back and forth. It's fun. And so my sister during Thanksgiving, she said she said something like you guys have a white baby. What are you going to do about that? And she said it in total jest. She said it as as a joke. She was trying to break the tension. But my trust in her and my, my, my love tank with her was so low that everything she said I was taking personally. And I took that very personally. And that's just an example of what happens when the communication breaks down. So uh, another impact of our family communication breakdown was that when we would have conversations and we would, you know, people would say, I want you to do this. I want to see this from you. And the other party would say, okay, I can do that. It never happened. That one thing that, that we each wanted to see from the other person, it never happened. And it was just, it was fascinating to see that become a pattern over and over in text messages or phone calls or live conversations, people would, you know, we would come to a place where we would agree on some sort of action being taken. We might even write it down. But then a few days, a week, a couple weeks go by and the action wasn't taken. And so when that happens, you feel pissed off. You feel hurt. You feel betrayed. You feel all these different things because that person didn't actually take anything, seemingly didn't take things from the conversation and put them into practice. I've got two more. I got, I got some notes here. So I got two more uh, little bullets of the impact of the communication breakdown that I experienced. Um, another one was a lack of feeling understood, not feeling understood. And what was really fascinating about that is, is if you were to listen in on our conversations, you would hear us say, I get you. I totally get where you're coming from. I understand what you're saying, but blah, 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 blah. Like that was a, a common way that we were communicating. I get you. Yeah, I hear you. You're pissed. You're sad. Yeah, but blah, 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 blah. And that just did not lead to anywhere effective. The final impact of the communication breakdown was that folks were feeling, myself included, probably myself primarily, feeling defensive and feeling like I needed to justify everything. So again, an example of a conversation, I would say, or somebody would say, listen, I feel horrible for what happened. I really do. I hate it. But it wouldn't have happened if you weren't such a bitch. Like that was the type of, of communication we were having. And so you can see why shit was breaking down. So all this is providing uh, context and background as to why we needed to, I felt we needed to bring in a third party to help move things along. So um, I want to talk a little bit about things that went down on the, on the call. And, you know, I wanted to address this because um, when it comes to, like, doctors and medical professionals and health professionals and things like that, you know, there's this, 
there's this conversation about privacy and you know things things that are said in this room are never going to leave this room and um i i think keeping things in secrecy is bullshit because i don't think there is any secrecy you know who you are behind closed doors who you are in in you know in the office or the the meeting that you go to where it's like things are safe in here like that's the real you and that real you absolutely comes out when you step into the real world when you get into conversations and conflicts and things like that that real you comes out i guarantee it just Put yourself in a stressful situation and you will see the real you come out. And so, you know, this show is about transparency. Go back up to the rules, right? One of my rules is being authentic and unfiltered. Transparency is part of it. I should even put that word in there because transparency is like what you see is what you get. I'm I'm transparent. I wear I, I, it's it's all out in the open. And so that mixed with the authenticity that's what I'm committed to bringing each week. So yes, I understand that you know a, a, a therapist's office or, or a phone call type of thing that we experienced is is many times like you don't talk about what goes on. But you know what, man? That shit was real. It happened to me, and I talk about the things that happened to me because my I totally believe that my breakthroughs can become your breakthroughs, and my breakdowns can become aha moments for you. And so that's what I'm bringing. So here's a quick breakdown of what went on in the call. Um, on the call itself was myself, my father, my two sisters, and the therapist. Um, this was the first call, I believe, that's of many. So, you know, it wasn't as if we were trying to resolve everything in one 60-minute session. But um, so, you know, we, we kind of got into it. And I didn't say anything except for the introduction and goodbyes at the end. Because there was a lot that needed to be said between uh, my, my siblings and my father. Um, and a lot of questions and um, seeking to understand and, and, and reframing um, done by the therapist, which was awesome to, to witness. You know, for somebody who's very interested in, in turning over the stones and revealing fears and insecurities and then facing them and, and, and confronting them and transforming them, it was very cool for me to watch a professional uh, do it like live. It was really cool for me to be a part of it. So anyway, um, yeah, man, stuff got real on the call. And uh, a lot of it was just folks airing out how they felt. You know, just like, I felt hurt when. I feel hurt when. It really makes me sad to hear that, you know, my daughters don't, want me in your life or that they can you can go on without having a relationship with me like that was one of the things my dad said really made him feel sad and and it was just a very you know the the call needed to happen and one of the coolest things that came out of it was just to see communication happen to actually experience communication happening because it had not been happening for for six months and so I think one of the biggest takeaways that I got from this call, there was a lot, there was a lot of like, damn, okay, moments. One of the biggest takeaways happened when my father said that over the course of, I don't know, I think we went back five, 10 years, over the course of, let's just say 10 years, uh, when my father and sister have had conversations, he had been listening to her 
you know, he, he had he had listened to her, uh, but hadn't actually been hearing what she was saying. So she had been saying, I want these things from you. I want to see you put an interest into the things that I'm passionate about. My sister loves horses. She's been riding horses since she was four years old. She said, I want you to show an interest in my horseback riding. I want you to show an interest in my job. I want you to show an interest in me and who I've grown into as a woman. I want you to reach out to me. I want you to call me once a week. Text me a couple times a week. I want to see and feel your love. And my dad said, okay, okay, I can do those things. And for five, 10 years, that's what the conversations were. And that's what my dad's response was. Okay, I can do those things. But there wasn't adequate follow through. It might happen for the first few days after the call, maybe a week, but it would drop off. And that lack of follow through led to, to very intense feelings of hurt. You know, my sister felt like she couldn't trust what my dad had to say. That, sh- that, that he just says what she wants to hear in that situation. He's just paying her lip service. And, it, and it, you know, my, my parents are divorced and my dad has dated um, other women since the divorce. And so it, it fed these feelings, these stories that my, my sibling, my sisters had that my, my father cared about the women and, you know, their families more than he cared about us because they could see the energy and the effort he was putting into them, but they weren't feeling it come back. Excuse me. He, they could see the energy and effort that he was putting into these women and these women's families, their kids and all that, but it wasn't coming back to them, them being my sisters. And they felt that he was being a shitty dad. And it was a profound experience for me to hear my dad say, like, listen, I've, I've listened on these, these conversations, but I really didn't hear what you, were, what you were asking for. It didn't incept. And what was wild is he's like, it didn't incept because I'm just working on surviving myself. I'm just working on my day-to-day, just getting through moment-to-moment. That it's been a real challenge for me to focus on anything else. And man, that level of honesty from, from both parties, from my sister to share how she was feeling, and my dad to say what he was experiencing, like that shit just led to such a a an unlocking of understanding. That's what it is, right? Like we want to be understood. We want to be loved. In that moment, as my my siblings and my father were becoming vulnerable and were sharing how they were truly feeling, they were helping one another understand what was going on. Because before that, it was just all these stories that, that had been created. Well, you're an asshole. You're a shitty dad. You don't care about us. That's, those are stories, man. And then it's so easy to find validation for our stories. It is so easy. Our egos are so masterful at that. We have so many years' experience of confirming the stories that we create. So it was those moments of vulnerability on this call where the stories were being rewritten. 
I won't say they were completely rewritten because those stories had incepted over years, you know, years of of lacking the follow through, years of of missing experiences and and not keeping your promise and like that shit was has has is a strong story, but on Tuesday it started to break down a little bit because the true person was being revealed. Like I'm fucking flawed, I'm human, you know. And my sisters, I could I could hear that they respected that transparency. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. And, you know, I didn't have much to say on the call because they had a lot to say, but it was, and it was really impactful to hear everything that, that was being shared. And so, you know, I, I thought about my own experience with this. And, and by this, I'm meaning uh, when, you know, when you're in a, a, a conversation with someone and you get, you know, you can get so caught up in your emotions when you're having a discussion with, especially with a loved one. And you get really caught up in what you're actively thinking and feeling while the other person is sharing. And what has happened to me is that, I, and obviously it's happened to my father, you completely miss out on the opportunity to really connect with what that person is saying. And it's been my experience that without that connection, the follow-through doesn't happen. So without empathy, that genuine effort isn't there. That genuine effort to love that person the way they want to be loved isn't there. Because that's really what my sister was asking for. She was saying, love me in these very specific ways. Simple ways, but specific. And my dad wasn't loving her in those ways. And, and, you know, it's because he was thinking about, you know, he was processing his feelings. He was thinking about his response. He was probably working on his judgment and his emotional, visceral reactions as she was talking that it didn't really connect and incept. And, you know, I've, I totally have experienced that myself. You know, the, the woman that I dated before, uh, dating my wife Sarah, I you know it's it's really funny. A couple weeks ago, I was in our basement and I was pulling out. Uh, I think it may have been the Christmas decorations or something, putting away the Halloween decorations, something like that. Um, I came across a storage bin that had all of these old art projects that I had done. I I used to be very much into sketching and painting, and um, I would customize sneakers, very big into like Nikes and Air Jordans, and I used to customize them and all that. But also in that box were journals, 
old journals because I used to write a lot as well. And I'm flipping through these journals and what I found were my entries during the time that I was dating this woman. And I was emotionally all over the place when we were dating. And one of the things that I would do is after her and I would have an intense conversation, you know, you might call it an argument. (laughs) After we have one of these intense conversations, I would write down, literally write down what happened and write down what she said she wanted to see from me. Because while we were having these intense conversations, I was so caught up in my emotion. I was so caught up in my head that if I didn't write that stuff down quickly, I would lose it. It'd be gone. Because it never went from my head into my heart. Because I was stuck in my ego. So I could fucking identify with my dad. You know, I mean, I I guess, you know, I'm, uh, I don't know the saying, like, father, son, or something like that. But yeah, like, I, I get it. I get it. So the conversation with the therapist on Tuesday was the second time that I've had any sort of therapy session, um, formal therapy, because I am in a weekly accountability group. And that shit has been as profound as as any therapy that I've been to in terms of breakthroughs and accountability and uh, living a, a, a principled life, uh, being loving and kind. So although I haven't done a lot of traditional therapies or counseling, um, I absolutely have a, a consistent group that I seek to for feedback that helps me heal and grow. Um, I believe that's insanely important. If you are interested in creating massive shifts in, uh, in your life, um, in different areas, whether it's mentally, socially, physically, emotionally, spiritually. Uh, I think it's it's such a, a powerful tool to have a group of people hold you accountable. So anyway, I'm getting off topic. But um, yeah, that's really, you know, that, that breakthrough that I had with just connecting with people um, as they're speaking and really, really just understanding where people are coming through and being vulnerable and um, not trying to be understood in conversations, but rather seeking to understand. And that's going to take us into the move segment of this episode today. Moving is all about that massive action, remember? And so, remember today, you want massive results in your life. Um, You don't want to feel an ounce of it. You want to feel that whole ocean, right? And so, today's movement is about empathic listening. Empathic listening. So, what is that? That's where you are listening to a person in a conversation with the goal of connecting with them on a heart level. Not on an intellectual level, but on a heart level, with empathy. Truly understanding where that person is coming from. So I want you to think about this. What is one relationship in your life right now that is not where you would like it to be? Could be with a spouse, a sibling, a friend, a parent, a child, a coworker, whatever. What I want you to do is to practice empathic listening with that person. 
And I want you to pick that relationship that you know is just off the rails right now. You know it, and you've been avoiding it. Pick the one that makes you feel the most anxiety as I'm talking. The one where you're like, fuck, I don't want to do that. That's the one that you you go and you you really try this. No, not even try. You do it. Take the massive action. Move. If you've ever read Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, then this is habit number five. Seek to understand before being understood. That's what we're talking about today. And so here's what you do. I'm going to walk you through the steps so you can practice this with that person. First, the first and probably the most important is that you let that person speak first. You let them speak their piece and you do not interrupt them at all. No matter what comes up for you, no matter what emotions, no matter what they say that pushes your buttons and hits those triggers, they call your mama a fat slob, it doesn't matter. You don't interrupt. You simply listen until they are complete. And while you're listening, you're turning off your ego, you're turning off the voice of your emotion, you're turning off the voice of your logic, and you're working on getting out of your head and connecting on them, with them on a heart level. When they're done, you ask them, are you complete? And they're done when they say, yes, I'm complete. At that point, what I want you to do is to summarize back to them what they said. So when they're complete, you can say something like, okay, what I understand you to say was blank. And you just go and you summarize as best as you can what they said. What you're looking for when you're done is for them to say, Yes, that's what I was saying. I feel understood. If they say, no, no, that's not what I said, then you guys go back and you say, okay, okay, share again. What, what were you saying? And go again. And you repeat this. You go back and forth as long as it takes until they say, yes, yes, that's correct. I feel understood. That's when the walls come down. And that's when the breakthroughs can happen. Once somebody feels understood, that's when your message, whatever it is that you want to communicate to them, that's when it can actually be received. And when that communication is actually able to flow, that's when the healing can happen. But not when the egos are clashing. Not when everyone is clamoring to be heard. Not when you're saying, yeah, yeah, I get you, but no. Shit does not work then. And I know that you've experienced it. We all have. We've all totally experienced a conversation, a heated emotional conversation with a loved one that broke down, where both parties were trying to, to be understood and didn't give a shit about understanding the other person. That's not what you're after. So if you need to, rewind this a little bit and you can listen to the steps again because it's very simple. It's very, very simple, but it can create such a profound impact in a conversation and it's not easy it's not easy it's simple stuff but it's not easy and it's not easy because it really takes someone with an emotional maturity and the ability to say you know what i want this end result in this relationship and i'm willing to put down my armor put down my weapons in order to get there and sometimes sometimes the person that should be the one stepping up, should be the one saying, hey, listen, I want, I want to understand you. 
sometimes and probably oftentimes they will not be the one to initiate. You will have to be the one to initiate. And here's a great example. My sister, the one who got in the fight with my dad, has been unwilling to initiate with my father. Unwilling. She's like, nope, I didn't do shit. He hit me. I am not going to. Why do I have to be the one to reach out? And if that's you, then guess what? That might be your massive action. That might be your massive action because that's where you're most stuck right now. Most stuck in your ego and your rightness. If you're saying, well, they need to be the one, eh. Keep keep talking like that and just see how much movement happens, how much resolution, how much healing. Because you aren't coming from a place of love when you're saying stuff like that. So taking massive action many times is about being proactive and being the first one to lay down your weapons and say, you know what? What I would like to create in this relationship is blank. And I'm willing to put this down, set aside my ego, set aside my fear and choose love and allow you to speak because I truly want to understand you. That takes maturity, man. It really does. And so I found a quote that I think sums up this stuff pretty nicely. And I'm going to read that now. And it's, it says, We all rejoice in hearing those three little words, I love you. Beneath these three words are another three. I get you. It is when we feel truly understood that we feel as if we are being truly loved. Understanding and love, man, they just go hand in hand. And so when you're seeking to understand people, if you're, you're employing this technique, people are going to feel more loved by you. And that creates bridges. That shit creates bridges that can span not talking for months or decades. I'm experiencing in my family, and I'm very excited to see where this process continues to flow. And I'm excited to share with you all some more results and some more breakdowns and breakthroughs that are coming out of this very live, very real, very raw experience that I'm going through with my family right now. And so I want you all to experience massive results. And what that means is you've got to move. You've got to move. So hit me up. You know, once you've listened to this episode, once you've grown the cojones, taken the courage and applied it, taken that massive action, I want you to hit me up and tell me what happened. And you can email me. My personal email address is mattcbivens at gmail.com. That's M-A-T-T-C-B-I-V-E-N-S at gmail.com. Email me. Tell me what, what happened when you put this into practice. And uh, I promise I'll get back to you and you know share your breakthroughs with me or your breakdown. Shit, maybe maybe you're so scared that Taking this massive action is giving you anxiety. Tell me about that too. I want to hear it all. Today's gratitude goes to Maxwell and Joachim Karud for the music used in this episode. I've put links to their tracks in the show notes, which you can find over at firesidenetwork.com. I also have some gratitude for Jake Heilbrin for the review left on iTunes. Jake, I really appreciate it, man. Thank you. If you yourself want to leave a review, 
then iTunes is definitely the best and preferred place that you do that. Reviews play a huge part in helping this show to reach new ears, and so I definitely appreciate each and every person who's taken a minute to leave a review. Thank you. I also want to send some gratitude to my amazing wife, Sarah, particularly for watching Maya while I've been in the studio tinkering and putting this episode together. Thank you so much, baby. And final gratitude goes out to you, listeners. Whether this is the first episode you've tuned into or not, if you're a repeat listener, I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for supporting the show, for listening to some of the things I have to say. I I really hope that something in today's episode resonated with you. And thank you for your time. With that, my name is Matthew Bivens, and here is to you having it all. Peace. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved, Dadages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgins. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Dadages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.